All right, friends, we're back again uh, for your favorite podcast show of the week. It's called Location Weekly. Uh, we are recording on February the 19th. Uh, once again, uh, Karsten is joining me today from Europe. Uh, so uh, great to have you, Karsten. How are you doing? Thank you. Great very much. So last weekend of winter um, seems to look like so a bit of snowboarding yesterday, So, but it's melting. So yeah, it's fine. It's always good to see more daylight that's coming. Mm -hmm. So everything is fine so far. How about you? Yeah, same. It's been very mild here in Toronto. Um, we had one snowfall uh, a few days ago, already gone again. Um, yeah, it's it's warm. It's mild. Um, and, the, you know, baseball season is around the corner. So uh, the, the teams all have started spring training already in Florida and Arizona. So it's, uh, yeah, coming fast. So, um, yeah, excited about that and uh, and all that we have coming ahead. So, uh, we were just talking before we started uh, recording about uh, our retail local conferences. We have two coming up soon, one in uh, in Europe, in uh, in uh, in Germany with you. So maybe you want to mention that quickly. Absolutely. So we partnered up again with the airport of Munich, which is um, yeah, been a good supporter and partner of the LBMA for years now. And so, um, so partnering with the airport, um, allowing us to use the venue at the airport of Munich, which is in terms of logistics, very easy for us uh, as a global association to bring the people there. And it's about um, how we can change the retail business more in a in a relationship business, because there are so many events around in the retail sector. So re retail, uh, for example, Eurosys is coming up next week. Uh, we have... Uh, shop talk and things like that but we are more focusing in Europe about this relationship between our partner our network on a, on a C level and uh, so just bringing new ideas um, and see what's going on in the industry and where our maybe uh, opportunity is um, cool thing about this conference first time we are teaming up with a second conference called uh, social CEO which means uh, we're helping sea uh, level people, which we are kind of are in our industry, uh, how they run their social media accounts, because it's always a question, what do I share, what I not want to share, uh, is it good for the brand, is it good for my personal reputation, so uh, having two conferences on the one roof, and I'm super happy to want that partner, because it's helping us a lot, so you asking yourself a lot, what I want to post, what not, what is good, what's bad, so those kind of things, and yeah, so we're looking forward to this April 11th airport of Munich, so if you don't have a ticket, Take a ticket now, book it. That was my advertising block. There you go. So April 11th in Munich at the airport. Um, and then uh, just two weeks later from that, uh, we have Retail Loco uh, here in the U.S. Uh, in partnership with Mall of America in Minneapolis. That is uh, April 24th and 25th. Uh, our second year uh, partnering with Mall of America. Uh, we're excited about it. Uh, some new content, new speakers. Um, we're actually working on bringing a panel together that is, um, you know, a, a, a bunch of mall operators all kind of coming together from Westfield and GGP and Mall of America and so on, uh, sharing insights across the industry, uh, restaurant industry insights, um, you know, and a lot of uh, other uh, other things, uh, AI and and all of that. So, um, what are those? 
Yes, and roller coasters. Obviously, it's Mall of America, so you can go, you can ride a roller coaster while you're there. So, uh, yeah, so April 24th and 25th, get your tickets for that as well. Um, we'd love to see you there. Okay, let's jump into the show. Four stories to cover this week, uh, as per usual, and uh, I'll kick it off with our first story uh, about avocados from Mexico. So, um, if you're not familiar, uh, if you ever bought an, an avocado from Mexico, so there's a, it's a government actually uh, organization, the Mexican Haas Avocado Importers Association, uh, and their brand is called Avocados from Mexico. Um, and so for a number of years now, they've done promotions uh, around the Super Bowl, as they did this year. Uh, what's new, though, is they've um, started to deploy uh, some AI uh, te technology. So they launched a campaign called Guac AI Moly, Guacamole, uh, with, with the AI in the middle there. Very clever. I love it. Um, partnered with an agency called 270B. And basically... What they were encouraging you to do is upload a photo of an ingredient in one of your Super Bowl dishes to betterbowl.ai. And then using multimodal AI, uh, they would then generate a guacamole recipe using the items in your picture. So this, uh, they're using chat G, uh, GPT-4 for the text part, GPT-4 vision for image recognition, and a platform called DAL-E for image generation. So they, they kind of combine all three of these things together to deliver these personalized recipes within an ingredient list and a step-by-step -step directions on how to recreate the recipe. So I think it's kind of fun, um, you know, and interesting. And, and you know, their connection to the Super Bowl, I, I wasn't aware of this, but some interesting facts that they shared in their announcement is that the Super Bowl is the number one consumption time uh, occasion for avocados and guacamole ever. Like it's, this is when the most avocados and guacamole are eaten is, is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, they estimate that... Uh, 250 million pounds of Mexican avocados are are uh, imported ahead of the event. And and uh, so that's a lot. It's, um, you know, so the timing is really good. So basically, just to give one example, if you were to upload a photo of, you know, say feta cheese and cucumbers, you know, the, the generator might come back with a, uh, a Greek inspired guacamole uh, dish, um, you know, in combining feta cheese and guacamole or things like that. So uh, I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. And it's, there's a questionnaire part. It's very, it can be personalized. So you can set your, you know, event size of how many people are at your party or the spice level or flavor preference that you have and things like that. So very fun. Uh, check it out. Avocado, avocados from Mexico. Wow. So I learned a lot today. So I didn't know that all the avocados come more or less for one distributor. Okay, good. And secondly, that at Super Bowl, uh, people stay healthy. I didn't thought that. Uh, so um, well, I, love the, I love the idea just to bringing and matching um, your own um, experience and your own taste and flavor and things like uh, what you really want to eat with uh, kind of this AI-driven um, recipes. Uh, it's coming more and more. So as we have been at the uh, NRF uh, show, we were part of this food innovation zone and we saw a lot of startups and technologies popping up where mm -hmm. so it's about a personalization, individualization. And it was always the question uh, in the in the past, how we can make this happen. Yeah. 
And now AI is helping us to create recipes and send it out to various platforms. And this is literally what I'm super interested in. First of all, yes, yeah, great to have this one platform spreading it out. But on the other hand is, what are you doing with this multiple local uh, supplies of recipes? So you have recipe blocks, you have recipe machines in your fridge. Uh, we have machines, so cooking machines in, in Europe, which is just giving you recipes. So it's very interesting to see how they bring this information into that, because then we are talking about a new media channel on that location, my, my fridge, for example, or my kitchen machine, where we can yeah, consume this kind of things. And that, that that's the next big step. So I guess this year is also not about AI only, it's about... Yeah, connecting different media channels uh, through AI to make things happen. Yeah, yeah, great point. I think that uh, that's exactly what's happening. So, cool. All right, yeah, let's jump into our next story. So, from Germany, our friends from MediaMarkt Saturn is a leading electronics retail provider. So, you most of you are familiar with them. They're longtime members and partners of the LBMA. So, they teamed up with Uber and to make instant delivery happens so deliveries will start spring 2024 and allow to order online in more than 200 stores for media saturn in the major cities here in europe and bring uh goods to your home so instantly you do click it buy it and the uber driver will pick it up like uber eats and bring it to your home so that drastically cuts down the waiting time for what you want to have and also this allows you to get all the benefits what you have in store uh, to make it happen so um, when it comes to tools for example you need something for students and you don't have to wait a long time maybe three days is too long with amazon so that that's their gap they want to squeeze in so i like that idea at the end of the day, um, Sasha Marja, he's the CEO of Mediamarktsaturn. Um, he leads the, uh, the initiative. And uh, he said that is part of their omni-channel strengths and provide um, a lot of goods for the customers at the end of the day. And now you can see they're squeezing into that gap Amazon is not fitting into because they don't have the partnership. They rely on their own logistics network. And so, yeah, let's see how it turns out. Uh, 200 locations in Europe, oh, uh, only in Germany, sorry for that. Uh, funny fu side fact, um, it's limited in weight. So it's only 23 kilograms available on same day delivery, instant delivery. So imagine if you need a new washing machine or dryer, you find someone else. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, good to see that uh, kind of Uber is is white labeling their platform in Europe and, and kind of making this available to retailers. I think, you know, you, the point you made about Amazon to me is the most interesting because it's, um, you know, here in North America, you know, Amazon's building massive warehouses, um, you know, keeping products, you know, closer to the last mile of delivery, you know, so that they can do this kind of, you know, same day or even like, you know, two hour kind of delivery type of stuff. And that's, you know, it's not possible in Europe. It's you don't have the, the space to do that. You have to basically use the, you know, the the storerooms and the, and the you know the the inventory that is sitting within the retailers 
and and you know and get it to the customer you know directly from there there's no you know room for the sort of intermediary warehousing kind of thing so i think it makes a ton of sense uh for uber to to play in that um you know they mentioned that you know there are, there's thousands of restaurants in germany that are using uber today um and so this is kind of expanding that into the retail uh sector but um you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, your daughter at university, you know, when she calls you and says, hey, I need a new iPhone or I need a new charger or something. This, this is the this is the service now, right? That will get it to her. It's like right? flowers here. You can just call them and say, bring them flowers. And now you can do it online. I said, bring a new iPhone for your daughter. I'm not one to do that, but it's different. <laughs> Mine is still all mentioning and think about Amazon. So yes, they're trying to build this warehouses, this close to last mile delivery warehouses, but they have still a problem to get work workforce for it. So it's still a lack of workers here, even in this low sector. And then it makes a ton of sense to combine with other services. And when you see we have an Uber driver and mm -hmm. delivering Uber Eats. Uh, what they can do to bridge something. Maybe for me, it's not important that the thing will be delivered instantly or I'm fine with an hour or two waiting time from my local uh, media market or electronic shop. Well, then uh, you can do a magic in the tour planning from the Uber driver and say, all right, first deliver the food and then pick up uh, the TV and bring them to the guy there. So it makes a ton of sense also in terms of sustainability. Uh, just use existing resources, not doing this crazy things back and forth, back and forth again, picking up something. Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. Moving on to our third story. So the DPAA, the Association uh, for uh, Out-of-Home, um, made an announcement uh, this week uh, that I think was kind of interesting in that they've created essentially a sub-association, let's call it, um, called the moving out of home association so the mohA and so essentially they're separating out their member companies uh that are involved in um out of home advertising on moving uh vehicles essentially so you're talking about taxi top you know you're talking about in in vehicle advertising you're talking about trucks you know with advertising on the side of it um so uh, quite interesting. So they've there's a number of sort of founding members of this agile media group, uh, LED Truck Media, Rapify, uh, All Over Media, um, you know, Geopath, Firefly, Mobilytics, uh, Mo uh, Movia Media, which is based here in Toronto, where I am. I'm uh, uh, one of the uh, original advisory board members of that company. So and Reveal Mobile and Street Metrics. So they have the measurement side tied into this as well. Um, so I think this is, uh, you know, um, a, a good and interesting move for them. They're having a, an initial launch event uh, for the MOOHA in New York City on March the 13th. Um, so that uh, that's coming. But, uh, you know, I, I think that I'm kind of of two minds on this, right? You know, from an LBMA point of view, you know, thinking about our history and our members and, you know, the diversity that we have in the member base in terms of, you know, we have out of home companies, we have, you know, uh, data analytics and location and indoor navigation and, you know, payments companies and, you know, television and, and all sorts of media. Um, and I think one of the things that for me that, you know, the most consistent positive feedback we've ever had from all of our events over the years is that you have this cross section of different you know, people in the room, 
that are not necessarily competitors, but, you know, leads to, you know, partnerships and discussions and things like that. So, you know, I, I get why they're separating this out. It makes sense on the one hand, but I think that from a, an events and a networking uh, point of view, you know, you, you, you want to make sure that you have some diversity there that can create, you know, new innovation and new opportunities uh, between some of these players and the brands and, um, and, and, you know, other technology companies that aren't in the out-of-home space. So um, I, I find it interesting. I think it's, it's, it makes sense for them. Um, and, you know, um, we'll, uh, we'll watch and see what happens. So any thoughts from you? Absolutely. I see it all over. It's just, um, uh, it's, it's like waves. You see that? So combining information, bringing at, at, at least a lot of people together on one table and discussing things is one idea. And then always start the discussion, well, we can do our own or there are specific needs for industry. We have to cover needs, standards, those kind of things. So, uh, attraction points for potential clients and so on. So, and then you see that way. So let's, let's do it separately. Let's develop that thing. Maybe the outcome is, okay, we developed something really cool. And then they come back and say, right, we have to sit on the table again. So this is more or less uh, a back and forth uh, over the past 20 years. I'm with the industry. Um, it's good because it's a melting pot. People are engaged. They are there. They are committed. And this is always good to see people being committed to those kind of things and not being part of a big association. You remember the old times of those mobile associations we had globally? Yeah. At the beginning, we had mobile Mondays all over every Monday, all yeah. around the globe. And then what happened after 10 years? There, I think they are still running some of these chapters, but this is how it, how it is. Yeah. So the diversity in this is also good. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. Final story. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. A uh, good transition from uh, this last story to the next one about mobile. So if it comes to mobile apps and security on mobile apps, it's always a good question to ask yourself about what about your geodata and is your geodata correct? And is it fit for your needs? And a company called AppDome launched this new service Geo Compliance Suite, which allows you to yeah, verify uh, your location on your mobile device, but using your app, for example, then there is some content may available in one region or is not allowed to show when it comes to gambling, things like that, or coupons. Yeah, so um, they, they just try to prevent that by including fake GPS apps, uh, VPN use and things like that. And this is for brands and retailers and solution providers, a good opportunity just to secure their service. Because at the end of the day, we have to make sure that only the people who are allowed to watch the content, see the content or taking part in the program. So it's a big, big issue for us as um, the location industry always to say um, where it is allowed to have the content and not. And this is also about using fake um, IP addresses to get some orders or something like that. So just type in and then the fake, uh, fake uh, IP address will just um, yeah, produce some fraud in your inventory because at the end of the day, the people is not there, money is stolen, or goods are stolen, things like that. So this is what they do. And um, actually it's a it's a good step in the right direction for us as an industry. Yeah, and so yeah, what, what are your thoughts about that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very important uh, you know part of our industry for sure, right? I mean, there's there's lots of scenarios in banking, in you know online betting, gambling, and in, in um, you know just access to content like Netflix or things like that, uh, where you know you need to make sure you need to verify that you know the person who's trying to access that content is in a you know, uh, a zone or a, a geographic, you know, area where they have the rights to access that content and that they're not, you know, uh, spoofing their location or faking their GPS or using a, a VPN to get around it. And so that's really where this, you know, uh, set of tools is focused. Specifically, it's, you know, they're, they're trying to address, uh, um, you know, with this, with this new uh, tool set, um, you know, the app, uh, side of that, right? Um, so, what I like about it is there's no code, there's no SDK. Um, you know, they're enabling these features in you know sort of a you know a a framework that you can you can power, you know, um, you know an iOS or Android app, you know to uh, to take advantage of of these protections that they've had. So, uh, fake locations, you know, faking GPS, uh, SIM swapping. You know, we all. We've all done these things, right? Even, you know, to get around things, you know, like, you know, you and I who travel a lot, you know, we've we've done those scenarios where we've landed in another country and popped another SIM card into our phone to get it, get around, you know, paying uh, roaming and these kinds of things. Um, you know, so we've all kind of done it in some form or fashion, right? But I think that uh, it, it's a very important part of what we do. And there, you know, there, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, a growing need and in industry, right? So there's, you know, there's a company called GeoComply, which has been around for a while in this space as well. Very, very popular here in North America. Um, and, um, you know, so, so I, I like what Abdome is doing here. I think it makes a ton of sense. And, um, you know, we're, I think we'll see more, more companies take advantage of solutions like this. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. You've been listening and watching episode uh, number 658 of Location Weekly. Uh, again, we want to make sure that um, you uh, you know know about Retail Loco and you can join us at those conferences. So um, uh, the first one happening in, in Munich on uh, April the 11th, the second uh, happening in uh, Mall of America in Minneapolis, uh, April 24th and 25th. Please reach out to us if you have, uh, if you want to get involved as a speaker, sponsor, uh, or a, an attendee. We'd love to have you there. Uh, if you have ideas, content-wise, um, you know, reach out to us. If you have feedback on the podcast show or you have stories that you think we should be talking about, we'd love to hear about that too. So, let us know, and uh, we'll see you next week with another show. Thanks for your time, everyone. Bye. Yeah.